Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, you know that I am all about success without sacrifice, that I feel like you can have success totally on your terms. There's no specific thing that you need to do. There's not a one-size-fits-all approach. But today, I am actually going to tell you the one thing that was the key, at least for me, for unlocking success, and not just in my business, and not just financial success, and not just all of those BS metrics, but like actual real success in my life, better relationships, more expansiveness, all of the things. And this is coming up because I think it's kind of a conversation that needed to come up. In the online space, there's lots of personal branding, which leads to kind of pseudo-celebrity status for some people. And there's a lot of demagoguery and thought leadership is inherently narcissistic, right? If you believe that your ideas are so important that you should be paid to share them and that you should be celebrated for them and that others should change the way that they think based on what you have to say, Let's be clear that there is a certain level of narcissism in that. Whether it's healthy or not, that is up for debate, right? I believe that there is healthy narcissism and confidence and really strong desires to change the way that things are done. And then there's also some level of toxic narcissism going on. But for me, outside of all of this stuff, but also related to all of this stuff, is the one thing that I really had to let go to get where I am. And that was my ego. Aside from the thought leadership and the vanity and posting pictures of yourself all day long and building a personal brand and all of these things, which are kind of like, you know, if you want to be a change maker, you've got to kind of play along with this game to a degree. But one of the big things that I noticed was that in coaching with these deep relationships, ego comes up so much, especially when we're talking about one-on-one, when we're talking about close group programs, even with courses. And there's so much miscommunication that happens when ego's in the way. And so one of the decisions that I made before I started my business even, because I had been in the online space, I've been an online entrepreneur for five years, and I had kind of seen people who were building personal brands and all of these things. And I knew people who were coaches or who were online educators who had courses. I was very much in that world. And I made almost like a pact with myself. And I was like, this is not going to be about me. As much as I can possibly keep it from being about me, I'm going to do that. So this is not about me, right? None of this. This is about my clients. This is about the world. This is about what we're doing. This is about what we are changing. With that said, it is so hard to do it. It's so hard not to let your ego get in the way. And I'm not talking about grandiosity and thinking that you're the best and all of these things, which sometimes that's hard to do too, right? Especially when people are like, you're amazing. I'm buying all your stuff. You're like, yeah, I'm amazing. And we let ourselves ride that high. But I'm talking about the other side of ego too. I'm talking about the vulnerable side. I'm talking about the part that makes us uncomfortable, the part that we shield ourselves from, the part that we put up walls for. And I decided that that was not going to be a thing in my business. 
that I was not going to put up those walls to shield myself, that I was going to have an open heart, that I was going to have open-hearted conversations with clients, with potential clients, with everybody in my world. If you write to me and you tell me that you feel like you're not getting the best experience in my container, I am going to write that. I'm going to have an open conversation, regardless of how uncomfortable it makes me feel. Because I'm a human being. When somebody writes to you and tells you, oh, I need this or what we're doing is not working or whatever, of course, my ego takes a hit. I wonder, oh, my gosh, am I good enough? Am I actually doing this person a service? Does this person hate me? Are they mad at me? What should I be doing differently to help them? Oh, my gosh, I'm not as good as other people, right? What if they go with someone better? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're all human beings. This comes up. But we need to give ourselves the grace, right? And embrace that little shadow self that tells us, oh, no, your person reached out and said this. That means that you're not good enough. That means that you should worry. Because what happens when we don't is that we get defensive and people end up gaslighting their clients. People end up avoiding difficult conversations. And so I have been in spaces where that has happened to me. I've been, luckily, I have had amazing, amazing mentors that I've been able to have very, very, very real conversations with. I have had a one-to-one coach since 2015 or 2016. So before coaching was really a thing, I had my first coach and she was amazing. She and I worked together for a very, very long time. And then I had my next coach who was also amazing. We worked together for a very long time. And then I had my next coach who was also amazing. And we worked together for a very long time. The truth is that those conversations are a necessary part of the relationship. And I'm so grateful for each of them who was able to hold space for me and my feelings without having it mean anything about them. Because then in turn, I've been able to do the same thing for my clients. It really provided such a good example. And it also made me a more coachable person. Because when something is not working for me, I've always been happy to go to my coaches and say, this is not working. I don't like the way that we're doing this. If the way that they are coaching me doesn't feel helpful, I'm happy to tell them that too. Happy to say this is not the most helpful way because my perspective of this is that a coach is there to help you find the most creative way to get from A to B. If we knew how to get from A to B, if we could get from A to B on our own without any issues or without any hiccups, we would do it. What makes us hire somebody is that we want their take on it. That for whatever reason, we're stuck in inaction. For whatever reason, we're resisting things. For whatever reason, the way that we're doing things isn't working out. And we need to find a creative solution that has not presented itself to us on our own, right? So with that understanding of what a coach is, that requires a level of transparency and open-heartedness and open-mindedness that I think some people can be missing, So I've had these amazing experiences and I've also had the opposite. I've had experiences where when things get hard, I'm just kind of shut down. And I know that on the other side is a very human person who is hurt or who is feeling some guilt or shame or embarrassment or confusion or whatever other feeling people feel. But it's not helpful. It's not helpful because that's me as a self-aware person who can realize that and accept it. But when on the other end is someone who feels just as bad about themselves, it's not helpful. So that's what I always come into my coaching relationships with. As bad as I think that this is making me feel, right, to hear that this isn't working or that they're not getting these results, I put myself in the other person's shoes. Like, how do they feel to be doing this and not getting results? 
they feel everything that I feel, but magnified. And what I want for them is to not feel those things, is to not feel shame and not feel guilt because no good things come from that place. I want them to be resourceful, to be able to stay neutral enough or optimistic enough that they can really tap into their intuition and creativity reserves so that we can both come with a clear head, clear mind, vision, creativity, and intuition and help them build what it is that they desire. I want to coach them. Why is it that they're feeling this way? How can I help them? What can we do together? What step are we both missing here? Whether it's taking a step back and getting more clarity or taking a step back and reconnecting to what we're doing, whatever it is, it's a moment for us to both assess what's going on and come together. I think that that is, at least in my experience as a coachee, is what makes a really good mentor and a really, really good coach. And it's not just in coaching that I do this. I do it with my kids too, because essentially a leader is a leader is a leader. Whether you're leading in your partnership, and I don't mean leading in like the masculine sense, I mean leading, like leading the people around you. We're always called to lead others in some capacity and others are always leading us. It's always a give and take. But in your household, where for me, I'm leading my children, I'm helping them be the best version of them. And what this has done, dropping my ego in my parenting too, is that it's made me a much more expansive parent. I can hold a lot more space for them and further emotions so that we don't all spiral and spin off into shame and guilt and misunderstanding and miscommunication. Because I've seen firsthand in my sessions how easy miscommunication happens, how easy it is to interpret the silence of another as disdain, how easy it is to internalize that as meaning something about us. And we don't want that. As humans, the greatest tool that we have is communication, is our ability to use words to express ourselves, our ability to have created a language that is filled with all of these amazing characters and words that we can grab to express how we feel, to express the very, very complicated feelings and emotions that we all go through. So let's do it. Don't let your ego keep you in a state of fragility. Don't let your ego make it so that the people around you feel gaslit or shut down because you are shutting them down because you're so scared of what it means about you. The best thing that you can do is open your heart. Open your heart to difficult conversations. Open your heart to the people that you care about. Open your heart to yourself and you'll be so surprised at the magic that unfolds. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, Ready for More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, and let's keep this party going.